0: Titled, um Vision Calls You to Something. Amen? So we've been doing a, a series on vision and the first message was God sees things differently. And God showed us how, and he explained to us how he still loves his people even when it seems like they are in the midst of um, circumstances that would make you think otherwise. And the second message was real vision reveals. That was last Sunday. And God showed the people. He allowed them to see why he scattered them in the first place. But then after that, he showed them how he would rebuild them. And so then on this Sunday, God has us still in Zechariah. But this time, the the title is vision calls you to something. And I want all of y'all to know That God is calling you to something. He is calling your name today. He's calling for you by name today. He's calling you to something. He has a plan. He has a purpose for your life. No matter how hard you fight against it. But out of love, he's still going to call you. So when you consider vision, when you consider what you want to do with your life, if that thing is not going to draw you closer to to God, That's not a real vision. Whatever God shows you is going to draw you closer to him. It's going to make you want to run closer to him. It's going to make you want to be where he is. God don't just show show us stuff for for random reasons. Like, hey, look at this. He's showing you something for a reason and he's calling you to something. And so for those who have not been a part of this series... I've been walking through eight visions in Zechariah, and I'm on my third one this Sunday. And so when I'm in Zechariah 2. I'm going to be reading to you verses 1 through 13. All right, so chapter 2 started with the first verse, and it reads, and the Yahweh can remain seated. In another vision, I saw a man with a measuring line in his hand. Where are you going? I asked. To measure Jerusalem, he answered. To see how long and how wide it is. And so I want to tell y'all that this vision is obvious that, you know, a measure, so like a measuring tape, it's obvious that God is trying to build something. He's trying to prepare something. And then God immediately took me to John 14, 2 through 6. It says there are many rooms in my father's house and I'm going to prepare a place for you. I would not tell you this if it was not so. God is working. He's working, and he's building mansions not made by hands. And there's going to be streets paved with gold. And he's working, and he's working, and he's working, and he's calling, and he's calling, and he's calling, calling because he wants you to be in that place with him. And that's what the angel was showing Zechariah. He said, this man with a measuring stick, what are you doing? He said, I'm measuring Jerusalem. I want to see how big it's going to be and how wide it is so when we get to John and and Jesus is talking and he said, there are many rooms in my father's house. I'm going to make a place for you. I would not tell you this if it was not so. He says, and after I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to myself so that you will be where I am. God wants you to be where he is. Right? He said, I'm going to go prepare a place for you, but then I'm going to come back for you so I can take you to the place That I'm preparing for you. And that's what he's doing on today. He's calling. He's calling and trying to give us all a chance to go back with him. That fourth verse, he says, you know the way that leads to the place where I'm going. Y'all know the way. You might try to fight it, but you know the way. You know what you got to lay down. You know what you got to give up. You know what you got to stop doing. And we spend so much of our time being petty, fussing and fighting with one another, fussing and fighting to, to do things our way, yeah. fussing and fighting to make it feel good to us. When God is saying, You know the way. You know the way. You know the way. Right? And then in the fifth verse, old Doubt and Thomas, right? Thomas said to him, Lord, We do not know where you're going. So how can we know the way to get there? Jesus answered him and said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one goes to the Father except by me. You can pretend all you want that you don't know the way. You can pretend all you want that you don't know how to fix it. That you don't know how to, to make it better. Jesus said, you know the way, I'm the way. I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. If the things that you're doing in your life don't match up with Jesus, you're going in the wrong direction. If Jesus would not be pleased with how you're living, you're going in the wrong direction. If Jesus would not be pleased with how you're talking, with how you're walking, with how you're loving one another, if Jesus would not be pleased, then you're going the wrong way. He said, you know the way. That's what vision does. Vision calls you to Jesus. It calls you home. It calls you to a place where there's going to be no more weeping and crying. You know how you feel when you're feeling depressed and anxious and greedy. You know how you feel. And you know that's not how you should feel. And that's what Jesus is doing. He's calling you to the place where there's no more weeping and crying and gnashing and teeth and backbiting and lusting and fighting. He's calling you home. And I got to be honest with y'all. There's something else that's calling out to us too. Right? Back in Zechariah, the third verse, it says, Then I saw the angel who had been speaking to me step forward, and another angel came to meet him. The first one said to the other, Run and tell that young man with the measuring line that there are going to be so many people and so much livestock in Jerusalem that it will be too big to have walls. Heaven ain't going to have no walls. Right? The Lord has promised that he himself will be a wall of fire around the city to protect it and that he will live there in all his glory. So Jesus is trying to say this place that I'm calling you to is going to have everything you need. Down here on this earth, we feel boxed in. We feel trapped. We feel like we don't know it. that's because you're not supposed to be here. That's because this is not your home. That's why you feel out of place. That's why you feel like nobody gets you. Nobody understands you. That's why you feel like all of this pain and trauma and stuff that has happened in your life. Because this is not your home. God does not want you comfortable here. He's calling you home to a place that can't be measured, to a place that has no walls, has no boundaries. The Bible said that heaven not going to need the son because he's going to be the light. But in the same way that that place is going to be filled, I want y'all to read Isaiah 5, 14 and 16. The word says, therefore, hell has enlarged herself. Proverbs 28 and 20 says hell and destruction are never fooled. Hell have enlarged herself and opened her mouth without measure. And their glory and their multitude and their prompt, pomp, And he that rejoiced shall descend into it. You can keep holding on to doing it your way all you want. There's a place for you too. And that's what Jesus is trying to call us away from today. I'll understand. I, I know some people when I I was just when I when I first got saved when I first came to the church, I didn't understand the power of God. I didn't. I didn't understand none of that, what just happened in this house. I didn't understand none of that. Didn't understand the power of God. But if you can see, if you if you can see, I don't know why I'm feeling, I'm feeling like I'm bleeding today. But if you can see how God was pleading today, He's trying to get you to understand what He's trying to call you away from. It is so many people that's going to church and ain't nobody telling them about hell, right? They can they can talk about your they can talk about your trauma, they can talk about your pain, they can even tell you that God is good, but they not they they not they not. What are they really drawing you to? Are they drawing you to try? To, are they trying to make you feel comfortable? They trying to let you know that everything is going to be all right. But what are they actually drawing you to? Are they actually drawing you to Christ? He says, "The mean man, this is still in Isaiah. The mean man shall be brought down, and the mighty man shall be humbled. and the eyes of the lofty shall be humbled, but the Lord of hosts shall be exalted in judgment." And God that is holy shall be sanctified in righteousness. When God gave Zachariah this vision, he said, look, I'm preparing a place. I'm preparing a place for y'all. But I need you to understand, you're going to have to humble yourself to get there. You're going to have to put you aside. You're going to have to put your image aside. You're going to have to not care about what people think. You're going to have to trust me. Y'all realize that's why they got scattered in the first place because of idol worship. They put everything before God. They put everything before God. So God said, if y'all don't want me? Okay, go out and see what happened. And that's what we walking in. We walking in bondage, y'all. We walking in captivity. You captive to the thoughts of the folks on your job. You captive to the thoughts of your friends. You captive to your money. You captive to social media. You captive to TV. You captive to all. Some people even captive to that church. They worship the church more than they worship Jesus. They capt they captive to all of that stuff. But Jesus, God says, "I'm calling you home." Back in Zechariah the six and the seventh verse, the Lord said to His people, "I scattered you in all directions." But now, I love that, but now, but now you exiled, escaped from Babylonia and returned to Jerusalem. He said, yeah, I know you've been scattered, but now come home. I know you've been all over the place. I know your mind been all over the place. I know you've been wondering. I know you feel lost. But now come home. And that's the big picture. God sees things differently. The eighth verse presents him as our defender. It says, anyone who strikes you strikes what is most precious to me. I promise you, God has not forgotten about you. But you can't, you can't, it's like you want your, you want your dad to protection, but you don't want to follow the rules of the house. Right? You, you want to be up under a covering and you want to be protected, but you don't want to follow his rules. He says, anyone who strikes you, I promise you, God is not going to let anybody abuse his child. He's going to make a way for you. So the Lord Almighty, sent me with this message for the nations that have plundered his people. The Lord himself will fight against you. You don't have to fight your own battles anymore. You don't have to defend yourself. Won't he make them come apologize, Sister Turny? More than make them come and make it right. The Lord himself will fight against you and you will be plundered by people. And and you will be plundered by the people who will once your servant. That's him talking to the people that hurt you. The very thing they did to you, somebody going to do to them if they don't turn. The same way they hurt you is the same way going somebody gonna hurt. You. Now, if you wanna, if you on the other side of that, if you the if you the abuser, then your day coming. You better make it right, just like he said today. You better make it right while you got a chance. Amen. You better make it right with your children, make it right with your spouses, make it right with your mama while you got a chance. Amen. Ain't no sense in crying over that casket. Amen. Ain't no sense in putting flowers there. They ain't there no more. Make it right while you got a chance. God already done called him home. Scripture is full of that, of this idea that what is done in opposition to God will always be revealed. When you are working against God, it's going to show up in your life. Vision is going to call you home. Vision is going to call you closer. The 10th verse, and then I'm almost done. Zechariah 2 and 10, it says, The Lord says, Sing for joy, people of Jerusalem. I am coming to live among you. I never understood why people want to serve a God that they can't talk to, they can't feel, they can't touch, he ain't got no power. And that's what I love about him. I love that I can that he wants to be where I am. He wants me in his presence. He don't want to be self, he don't want me to be separated from him. He wants me to call on him. He want me to cry to him. He want me to talk to him. He want me to tell him all my deepest, darkest secrets. That's the type of God I serve. I don't know why y'all serve the type of God you feel like you, like you can hide from. Because you can't. He said, sing for joy. And I know a lot of times when y'all come to the altar and y'all see me crying. The reason I'm crying is because I've already be seen what, what he want to do with you. Even though right now, in this, in this instance, when you appear, you are broken. But I'll be saying what he want to do with you. And that's what I'll be crying for. I'll be like, Lord, I see what you're calling them to. That's the vision. I see what you're calling them to. I just wish I would get out your own way. Get out your own way. Thank you, Lord. He says, I'm coming to live among you. And at that time, many nations... Many nations. Y'all got to realize this Old Testament. Many nations. He told Abraham, you're going to have many descendants. God been calling people to him for a long time. Well, come to the Lord and be his people. He will live among you and you will know that he has sent me to you. Hallelujah. If some of y'all would just make out like, like the Lord told us if some of y'all would just say, yes, Lord. You would know that what I'm saying is true. You would know that what I'm saying today is true if you would just say, yes, Lord. Not that you understand what I'm saying, but if you would just say, yes, Lord, then it would start to make sense to you. God don't owe you no explanation for why He God. He ain't got to prove nothing to you before you believe. You on your way to hell. The Bible said, "While I was yet in my sins, you saved me. He don't owe you nothing. And so I close with this, Revelation 7, 9 through 10. And it reads, after this I beheld, and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number. So I don't know if y'all picking up on this. I read in Zechariah, he said he measured in the city. Man say you might well stop measuring. You ain't gonna be count the number of people in there. Now I'm taking you to Revelations. New Testament. I beheld, oh, a great multitude which no man could number of all nations, all kindred, and people and tongues stood before the throne and before the lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands. I don't know, their palms in their hands, and they crying Hosanna, and that's the Messiah, and they celebrate this celebration time. And cried with a loud voice saying, salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne unto the Lamb. When you read Revelation and they talk about that book of life and they're like, who can open this? And the Lamb say, I can open it. I got the keys to the city. I got the keys to the book. That's what my Jesus can do. He got the keys to it. And the Bible just told us there's no way to what he's calling you to if you're trying to go around Jesus. Once again, Judah, I love this. Judah would be the special possession of the Lord. Y'all know Judah means praise. All praise belong to him. Right? If you're praising anything other than Jesus, that ain't real praise. That's 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 idolatry. Praise belongs only to him. He said, Once again, Judah would be the special possession of the Lord. Praise will be only for me. And Jerusalem will be the city he loves most of all. Be silent, everyone, in the presence of the Lord, for he is coming from his holy dwelling place. Be silent. Be silent. Let him do it. Y'all know he's telling y'all to hush. Like he's like, I'm not to step in the room. Hush. All that you're talking about, all that you're worried about, be silent in the presence of the Lord. You know in the courtroom when the judge come in, what they make you do? All rise. So when God step in the room, everybody should get up. And then the Bible tell us what? And every knee gonna bow. He gonna make, he gonna make, you need to, you need to recognize who he is and then bow down and give him glory. He's calling us to something. To something. The question is, can you hear it? Can you hear it? Uh. I'm sorry, I got your name. I'm still calling you he's calling you to something the question is can you hear it my wife will tell you the Lord been talking to me um all week long can I just been if you know me for so long, y'all know you, y'all know Pastor Operated Vision. I be planning stuff out five, ten years ahead of time. And so I finally reached a point where I'm kind of like, okay, okay, God, what's next? Like, I have fulfilled. You have done everything that you told me you were going to do. So what's next? And so I just been sitting this week, and I just been battling, and I just been watching, and I'm like... You know, Lord, I, I want to I wanna do what I want to be how you want me to do and be. I don't want to be like nobody else. And I just thank God for the touch on today because he has just renewed, and this, Lord, I'm talking to you, you know I am. He has renewed my strength. He has renewed my resolve that Jesus is enough. That I ain't got to go live. Right? That I can have a church with 10 people. And I can love them ten people like Jesus love the
1: whole world.
0: And that's enough. Right? I don't have to do nothing special or nothing extra to make Jesus attractive to people, right? I ain't got to advertise for him. I can just preach the word. In season and out of season. And then watch, watch his power just move and work and do and draw and all of that. He said, "He said, you know, I didn't have all that back when I was walking the earth, right?" He said, "I took twelve men. I took twelve men, yeah. right? I, I ain't had, had no TV, no nothing. I took twelve men, and I spread the gospel over the whole earth with no cars, no planes, no internet. All I, he said, all I need you to do is be first. Vision is about. If it ain't drawing you to Jesus, I don't want it. I don't want it. He's calling y'all. He's calling. He's calling.